Two quarters down, two quarters to go. It's time for the second half of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head live to the Bill Barr broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU gets the ball to open the second half, and the Cougs have been good with the football to open their second halves of late. In fact, when BYU did not score... It's first possession of the second half last week at Liberty. That was the first time in five games that BYU didn't score a touchdown on its first drive to start the second half. BYU will open the second half with the football. 17-17 is our score. Interestingly, that uh, Columbia doesn't play a lot of tie games at halftime. This is the seventh all-time halftime tie in the Sitake era. Out of how many games? Like 80-plus, right? Yeah, he's uh, under 86, I think, now. So... The interesting thing is, so they're they're five and one in the previous five, or the previous six. Beg your pardon. And that includes the Utah State win this year, was seventeen seventeen at halftime as it is tonight, and they went on to win thirty eight twenty six. But the only loss was the ECU game in twenty seventeen. Ah, interesting down there. It was a ten all at halftime, and ECU went on to win somewhat comfortably. And the Cougs about scored their opponent in the second quarter for the first time since the Baylor game tonight. And Riley, as you noted, uh, the second quarters have been a real challenge for BYU, but the Cougs did have a good second quarter. We're tied 17 all as we begin quarter number three. Owen Daffer gets ready to boot it away for the Pirates. Hobbs Nyberg to return for BYU. Great to have you with us on this Friday night. A lot of fans a little late getting back to their seats here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but we are underway. The kickoff into the end zone. Hobbs will take it two yards deep and not take it out. Jaron Hall, a modest first half throwing it. 7 for 12 for 63 and a score. No picks. 58% completion rate and a pass efficiency rating of 129.9. On the 25-yard line, the ball's been placed on the near side hash. BYU from our right to left as we see it and you hear it. South to north here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Again, the Y on the mountain is lit up tonight. Truly Friday night lights. Slopini Katoa. Is the pistol back. Tightening up is Keanu Hill on the right side. Twins to the right. The handoff Lopini, and he kind of begins where he left off. With a solid gain, a six-yard run for Lopini on first down and ten. Love to see it. Come out and set the tone for the second half. We're going to play physical, assignment-sound football, keep everything positive, set up second and third and favorable. Season highs in rushing yardage set by both Jaron Hall and Lopini Katoa in the first half alone. Three for 43 for Jaron, and now up to 10 for 80 for Lopini Katoa. He's off the right hip of Hall. Puka motions behind Hall. The swing screen to Puka. Puka steps over one would-be tackler. Sidesteps two, three, and four, and it gets past the 42-yard line. A big gainer for Puka. An 11-yard gain on second and four. Move the sticks for BYU on possession number one here in quarter number three. Great job by Puka again as BYU hurries to the line to uh, make something out of nothing without good blocking in front. Shotgun snap to Hall. Hands off Lopini. Lopini feeling his way to the right side for a gain of one outside the right side numbers. Stopped inside the boundary. Give him two. Setting up a second down and eight. We're one one minute in to the third quarter. 17-17. BYU and ECU. Two in, two out for the Pirates. They platoon on the defensive line. 
Braden Cosper and Keanu Hill, our wide receivers left. Two wides to the right, the short side. One of them motions behind Hall, who takes the shotgun snap, takes five-step drop, shuffles to his left, and goes deep for Cosper. Cosper makes the catch at the 34-yard line. It's a 10-yard gain. Cosper is on a flag route or a corner route from the slot. Decides it's like a post, but heading towards the sideline and throttled down in the zone. Jaron threw it to the perfect spot. 14-yard gain. Hand off Miles Davis. Davis gets second level. It's an 8-yard run for Miles. Give him 7 officially on the spot. But a second and manageable. BYU picking up some fine first down yardage tonight. 12.55 to play in the third. BYU driving to take a lead, retake a lead. They're in scoring territory. 27-yard line. Swing screen far side. Complete. Well blocked for the first down to Braden Cosper. So Cosper needed three and got six to the 21-yard line on the right side of the field. So from the 21, BYU nearing the red zone. And it's first down and 10. The Cougars fixing to go back in front here. As back and forth, this game is gone. Three in, three out for the Pirates. Cougs led 3 nothing. ECU then went up 7-3, 10-7, 10-all, 17-10, 17-17. Never more than a one-score lead for either team. In the shotgun is Hall. Receives the snap at his midsection. A shuffling back pedal. Cosper catches near side and is tackled by, a, by the 1v1 defender, if you will, Gerard Stringer right there. BYU was trying to take it. They've run a lot of swing screens and now screens out to the outside. That time they were trying, even though Cosper eventually caught the ball, it wasn't designed to go to him. They were trying to do the initial fake to the swing screen and find Keanu Hill down the field on the post. Safety did a good job identifying the fake. They were covered up downfield. Jaron checked it down. For a loss of one, as it turned out, second and 11 from the 22 of ECU. Ethan Erickson is among trips to the left. And two wides to the right, making it empty for Jaron Hall. ECU coaches gesturing wildly on the near sideline and a timeout is called. They weren't ready for what BYU was showing. Timeout, East Carolina. They're first. We'll take timeout. Media timeout. 11.32 to play in the third. We'll take a break with the score 17-17, but BYU looking to unbreak that tie. It'll be second and 11 Cougs at the ECU 22 after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Stats intern Rebecca Blake noting for me and all of you this little tidbit. Kalani Sitake has never lost a home game when the Cougs rush for 150 or more yards. BYU's at 171 and counting right now. Still a lot of football left. 11.32 to play in the third quarter. BYU coming into a second and 11 from the ECU 22. We're in a tie ball game, 17-17. The Cougs do have the ground game going well tonight. And at home, when it's gone this well, Kalani's never lost 21-0 overall. Kalani's won 84% of his games when the Cougs just get to 150 on the ground. 41-8 is his record at 150-plus, and that's where the Cougars are right now. Coming out of a timeout, time to tell you that BYU football is brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, bringing you authentic Central Texas barbecue. Try their tender brisket or mouth-watering pulled pork or my favorite, the jalapeno cheddar sausages. Bam Bam's Barbecue, located just north of BYU's campus, Bam Bam's Barbecue, proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. 
Not everyone there goes for the potato salad. I love their potato salad. Like, I really love it. All right, 11.32 to go in the third, and the Cougars driving. Nearing the red zone, certainly in scoring territory. In a good position to retake a lead that has gone back and forth in this one. Jaron Hall sends Lopini Katoa away, so it's all by his lonesome. Empty backfield for Hall. Quick fire to the far side, complete to Puka Nakua. Nakua sizing up defenders and diving between them for a gain of five. It'll set up a third down and seven. Maybe a third and six on the final spot. Give him five for a third and six. So third down and six from the 17 now of ECU. BYU right back to the line. A no huddle with Katoa now left hip. Hall in the gun. Now pauses, turns, and waits and watches the BYU sideline. Now makes his play call change. Four minutes into quarter number three. Tie ball game 17-17. BYU four of eight on third downs tonight. Third and six from the ECU 17. The back pedal. In a clean pocket. Now some pressure from his left. Forces him out to the right. Cuts back inside. Has the first down run. Jaron Hall gets it done on the ground again. Another third down conversion via the legs of Jaron Hall. And he gets inside the line to gain to the 10-yard line. Setting up a first down and goal. So the sticks are dropped. And right from the 10-yard line. First and goal BYU and Jaron Hall with his best rushing game in some 18 games. Goes over the 50-yard mark running it. Jaron is sitting at uh, four, well, four for 50, right on the number. He's under center. The tarot back is Katoa. Tight formation to the right, two wides left. Stretch handoff to Katoa. Katoa, 10, five tripped up, diving forward, and falls ahead to the two. Give him eight on the first and goal from the 10. Second and goal from the two, coming up for BYU. Cooks look to go back in front by a touchdown. And they go tempo. Shotgun for Hall. Quick fire far side. Catch made. And into the end zone for the touchdown is Chase Roberts for the score. What a good read there by Chase Roberts. They tempo to the swing screen. And he begins his swing out heading towards the sideline. Jaron threw it a little bit behind him. As he was adjusting his body, he also sensed that the Eastern Carolina defenders were sprinting, pursuing all the way to the sideline, sticks his foot in the ground, cuts back against that pursuit, makes one guy miss. Everybody else had already over-pursued and finds his way into the end zone. Really nifty agility and great body control and cuts by Chase Roberts to deliver on the touchdown. It's another Mountain America touchdown, another $250 donated to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union. PAT good from Jake. Goldroyd, and it's 24-17. BYU leading it with 9.58 to play in the third quarter. We're taking a timeout on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Time for another pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. Utah Pork Producers are proud to support youth leadership programs in agriculture and contribute to fairs and communities across the state. Enjoy a meal of delicious pork this season and remember to thank our Utah farmers for their locally grown goodness. For more information, follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. The scoring summary shows BYU going 11 plays, 75 yards, 5.02 off the clock. And the final play is a Jaron Hall to Chase Roberts. Short touchdown pass, two yards. PAT good, 
24-17. Cougs on top. Taron Hall's now completed seven consecutive passes spanning halftime. And the Cougs have now scored a second-half opening drive touchdown in five of their last six games. Great way to start the second half of the game off. Obviously, five of the last six. It hasn't mattered much in the outcome of some of them, but it's a good way to come out of halftime, prove that you can make some adjustments and set the tone. In a game like this, that has been score for score so far. That really makes a big difference. Jake Oldroy debuted away to Josiah Hatfield, should it be returnable. Right to left, south to north, boot to ball. And that backspinner will go into the end zone, land on the B in BYU, bounce through the back line and take the Pirates out to their 25-yard line. Holton Aylers and ECU looking to get something going here in half number two. Nine for 12 in the first half for a buck 18 and no scores. 75% completion rate, a pass efficiency rating of 157.6, but Aylers is a prolific passer with 87 career touchdown passes. Nothing tonight. He does have one touchdown on the ground. Under 10 to play here in quarter number three. Holton Aylers backing to the gun with Keaton Mitchell. The 106-yard running back tonight off his left hip. The handoff to Keaton. Keaton feels his way to the right. A stiff arm to the boundary and gets a gain of six. It'll be second down and five from the 31 of ECU. So tough to get Keaton Mitchell into negative yardage situations. He's a consistent gainer. Now 12 for 112 and a touchdown. A long of 35, a yards per carry of 9.3 at the moment. Aylers in the gun. The hand clap and the snap and the give to Mitchell. Mitchell's got a first down and more. Got second level. Spins out of a would-be tackle to the 44-yard line. That's a 13-yard run for Keaton Mitchell. I was going to say during the BYU offensive drive that if it's any indication, the BYU offensive line is wearing down the smaller ECU defensive front, but maybe it's just a second-half thing. These D-lines didn't quite come out of the locker room ready. ECU's come out with back-to-back successful run plays. Summer's in for two EOT Mariner, one for one on the D side. And they're empty now for Ehlers in the gun. Twins to the right, trips left, ball set near hash. A three-step. A throw underneath. Haven't seen a lot of those throws underneath, but it's complete to C.J. Johnson to the 35, the 30, to the 29-yard line. A big gainer for ECU. 27 yards on the play with 8.47 to go in the third quarter. ECU coming right back at BYU. Yeah, this, has been, a, this has been a punch and counter punch night, Riley. Go de- ahead. It definitely has. I was just going to say the disheartening thing for BYU defense is that was on a simple slant route. They were an empty. It was a one-step drop, and... You can't be giving up 27-yard gains on a five-yard route. Doubles left and right. Handoff Mitchell middle, and Mitchell gets to the secondary. Changes direction to the 20, to the 15, the 10 near side. First and goal to the 9 or the 8-yard line. That's a 20-plus yard run for Keaton Mitchell. Man and so much, of his work, so much of his work is done to the edges. Not that he can't run inside because he's found room inside too, but once he gets outside, look out. Well, that play started right up the A-gap, yeah. but you're right, Greg. As soon as he has that first opportunity, he heads laterally, and most of the time you're saying to a running back, stop doing that, you're wasting time, but he outruns so many angles that it's actually his most effective running technique. First and goal from the nine. It's shotgun with tailback and wingback to the left, motion to the left, handoff to the right. And Marlon Gunn Jr. spelling Keaton Mitchell keeps the pile pushing to the three-yard line at the near sideline before the force out. And that was on first and goal from the nine. Got inside the five. Maybe the spot will be the four. So a five-yard gain setting up second and goal from the four. And that was Gunn. And 
not Keaton Mitchell, and Gunn will stay in the game. Gunn's not a huge power back, but he is 202 pounds, listed at 202, as opposed to previously mentioned Mitchell's two, or 184 pounds. 15 seconds on the play clock, 725 on the third quarter game clock. We're halfway through quarter number three. Same formation with a shotgun, tailback left hip. Now they motion out of that formation to twins left and right. Second and goal from the four for ECU. Cougs up seven. Ehlers takes off, dives for the goal line, and gets in for his second rushing touchdown of the night. He let things break out in front of him and then took off at the end of it. And on that keeper, it's Ehlers into the end zone for six, 24-23 with a PAT pending. Second rushing score for the ECU Southpaw QB on this night. His experience was on full display during that draw as he really sold it in the background to make sure that all of those, the middle linebackers and safeties, committed to guarding the pass. And uh, as he was so patient in his drop, once he, when he decided to take off down the field on the design draw play. All of his blockers were set up and he got into the end zone rather easily. Designed and delayed draw and the PAT is up and good. We talked about how the kickers for both teams have really struggled this year. Not tonight. The kicking's been perfect tonight. Yeah. That's a 75-yard drive. Six plays, 251 off the clock and we're tied again. 24-24 is our score. Timeout on the field. A four-yard touchdown run from Holton Ehlers, his second on the night. And his 24th rushing touchdown of his ECU career. We're taking a break. More Cougar football coming up next with 7.07 to go in the third and 24-24 the score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back to school, back to football, back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, the seafood, or the award-winning unlimited salad festival dinner at Tucano's is an experience you cannot get anywhere else. 7.07 to play in quarter number three from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here in Provo, Utah, 24-24. Neither team has had more than a one-score lead at any point tonight. As every score is answered by the opponent, and we are deadlocked more than halfway through the third quarter here in Provo. Next week, BYU on the road at Boise State. This is the last FBS game in Provo for the year. The only other home game left will be Senior Day against Utah Tech on November 19th. So ECU tonight, Boise State next Saturday, by week. Then Utah Tech at home, Stanford on the road. And the Cougs looking to get to that six-win number for postseason eligibility. Need to get two if Utah Tech's going to be one. You have to beat at least one of ECU, Boise State, or Stanford. The kickoff from Owen Daffer is returnable from the four-yard line. Hobbs Nyberg coming outside the near hash to the 19 is where he's dropped. Hauled down shy of the 20. So BYU first down and 10. Interesting little game within a game. ECU is inviting BYU to return it as every time that uh, Nyberg has, he's failed to get to the 25. So it's those hidden yards. Mm-hmm. ECU's playing that game in field position. They're better off fair catching and just taking the ball at the 25, at least on the last three returns. I was just now wondering as I looked around the stadium talking about Lavelle Edwards Stadium what the attendance would be tonight, and I just got handed the slip that says 55,525. Pistol formation, Lopini Katoa setting up behind Jaron Hall. He's got two wide receiving options to his right and a tight end to the left. Ball near hash, BYU right to left. A quick fire on the short slant, complete for a gain of six to Keanu Hill. And for Keanu, that is catch number two 
on the night, but his first for a positive gain. He had one catch for minus three in the first half. So second down four. That's a good first down play. Easy play to make. 6.40 to play in the third. Clock rolling in a 24-24 ball game. No turnovers yet in this game. And the ball's been on the ground a couple times. There could have been turnovers. Haven't seen a giveaway slash takeaway yet. Under center goes Hall. Coteau with a lone setback. They'll motion Puka. Stretch handoff to Lopini. Needs to get four and got three. Running outside the right hash and the right numbers to the 29. Third down and one. Big third and one here for BYU. ECU's just scored to square it. Want to keep a drive going here. And need a yard to move the sticks. Five for nine is BYU on third downs. They have had one third and one, and they converted it on a Lopini-Katoa handoff. And Katoa is setting up off the left hip of quarterback Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, a right-hander. Holton Ehlers, a southpaw. Deepest safety or deepest defender for ECU is at seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Quarterback sneak. First nice. down. Great push there. Needed one and got three on the push. So move the chains. And the Cougs now with 17 first downs to ECU's 12. Good work there by Barrington, Pay, and Lachance to push right, create a wedge for Jaron. Jaron kept his legs driving. Really successful quarterback sneak. Well executed. So you can uh, give Jaron Hall's rushing numbers a little boost. 53 yards on five carries now. Season high in rushing yardage. And the most for Jaron since 92 against the U last September. Hall goes under center. Puka in fly sweep motion. The give to Puka. Puka turns the corner far boundary and has seven yards pushed out of the sideline. Again, solid first down play for BYU. Well, it was the far boundary. It's the It was the short side of the field. It was the boundary side. Uh, that play, it, it's not why I was never in an offense where the fly sweep was a big part of it. Uh, I understand why you want to run it in the short side. It gives you better angles against your blockers. But in a situation like that, you got everybody blocked up, but Puka just ran out of room. I would have liked to see what he could have done had he run that to the wide side. Second and three for BYU at the Cougar 39-yard line. Hall's back in the gun. Pistol now with Katoa. Again, Puka motions. They'll stand off straight away to Lopini. Lopini sidestepping, needing to get three, and got four. So move the sticks again on a Katoa run. This is a tremendous answer to ECU's answer. I'm called. We talked about this during the break, Greg, but I'm called back to the Arkansas game where BYU going to halftime. It's a close game. BYU comes out, scores. Arkansas comes back, answers right back, and then BYU went three and out, and that's where they lost the advantage. Different BYU team here tonight as they are methodically putting together a really convincing Time drive. For an injury to a defensive player. We'll stay here with it. 412 to play in quarter number three. Yeah, and one thing that's been good about this offense so far, at least today, is the time of possession has been up. Um, this is the offense has been able to stay on the field and move the sticks in in a controlled manner where it's there, you know, we, and Greg, maybe you can help me on this one. I don't know how many three and outs there have been so far, but it's been good to see Jaron get this offense moving and keep you know getting the defense off the field, which has been uh, which has been a hard thing all season, uh, and, and it looks like uh, this offense is just continuing to roll um, as they as they con- as they slowly march down the field, which is a big plus. Yeah, BYU has two three and outs offensively, and ECU has two three and outs offensively. Thank you, Mitch Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. With that last Lopini Katoa rush, the Cougars are now over 200 rushing yards on the night, 203 
And so I know you're, you're wondering, well, in the Sitake era, how does BYU do when they get to 200 or more? I already told you they're undefeated at 150, so it's got to be undefeated, right? It is 12-0 at home. At home, BYU's 12-0 under Kalani when they get to 200-plus rushing yards. And they've won nine straight games in this scenario, 200 or better on the ground. That's where they are. Overall, under Kalani, 27-4, and an 87% win rate when they rush for 200-plus and that's where they are right now as we look at a first down and 10 for BYU from the Cougar 43. Ball between the hashes. Swing screen right uh, side complete to Puka Nakua. And Puka drags tacklers past the line to gain. He was stopped at 7 and ends up getting 12. So It'll be good. first and 10 BYU with the 45 of ECU. So good after the catch. I talked earlier about how elite his quicks are, his start-stop. That time it was just willpower and also leg power. He was contacted about 2 yards past the line of scrimmage but kept his feet churning and was able to pick up the first down. Great drive by Puka to the 46 of ECU. And the Cougs, when they score, have been going long distances and long stretches of yardage and a lot of time off the clock. This is another time-consuming drive. It's reached midfield. First and 10 Cougs at the ECU 46. Ball far hash for Hall on the gun. Miles Davis now enters the game as a tailback. Jaron on a deep drop. All kinds of time. Throws a deep ball to the near side for Chase Roberts. Some toe drag at the sideline. They say it didn't stay in bounds. He made the catch, but on the boundary, out of bounds. I don't think we've seen a single video review tonight, have we, Riley? We, we have not. No, the crew has been very decisive and uh, and gotten most of the calls right. They haven't been questioned by the booth. One thing I want to point out after that last play is Jaron had a clean pocket for a good four seconds. It allowed Roberts to really work his double move route down the field. We saw him get hit on the first three series four different times after uh, one of them resulted in a roughing the passer, but they've kept him clean since about midway through the second quarter. That was an incompletion after nine straight completions. Handoff Davis. Davis gets to the secondary level in a hurry on a second and 10, a gain of 13. Move the sticks to the 33, and the Cougs are back in scoring territory again. After seeing so much acceleration through the line of scrimmage from Mitchell on ECU's side, BYU gives a shot of their own to the ECU defense in the form of Miles Davis hitting it, hitting it hard on the A-gap. Good job by the right side to create a line for him, and Miles hit it hard. 24-24, our score, 2.54 to play in quarter number three. Cougs fixing to retake a lead, 33-yard line. Under center goes Hall. Two wides left, one of them Roberts motions from left to right. The stretch handoff to Davis. Davis puts his hand on a blocker and feels his way forward to the 31, gain of two, second down and eight. It's good to see Miles get, really this feels like his first game back with significant carries since that Wyoming game, which was his breakout game. Uh, I'm, I, was it Wyoming, Greg? I don't want to misspeak. Anyway, Wyoming, Utah State, uh, he... You can tell he doesn't quite have his sea legs under him all, all the way, having come back from injury, but he is uh, slowly getting there tonight. That was his 10th carry for 46, averaging a healthy 4.6 yards a carry. Wyoming 13 for 131 for Miles Davis that night. Again, they'll hand it off this time. Katoa to Katoa's got the first down on second down and eight. Runs on the tracks to the 20, and the Cougs are back in the red zone. And BYU in the red zone tonight, two for two. ECU three for three. As Lopini crosses the century mark there, he's having a really great night. He's shown great patience. One of the things that he's done that maybe he he's uh, has been reemphasized this week is he's kept his shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. It's allowed him to have good vision but also finish runs uh, at, at, as he's averaging 7.2 yards a carry. No Chris Brooks and no problem for BYU tonight. Shotgun option to Lopini. Lopini. 
is slap tackled at the 20 and falls ahead to the 19. He had a full head of steam to the right side. One man to beat, and he got whacked across the Nikes, and that was it for a one-yard gain. Yeah, the defender was not in great position. That definitely wasn't form tackling. In fact, Lupini probably had him beat in desperation. He throws his arm out and was, like you said, Greg, able to slap his feet and knock him off his balance. To the 19-yard line, second down and nine. This quarter's gone quickly, it feels like. One minute, one second remaining in the third. We're tied up at 24. And the Cougs a little more deliberate right now as they've just chewed up clock late in quarter number three. Hall goes under center for this one. Katoa, seven yards back. Wake slides across the line. Hand off Lopini. Lopini driven back for a loss of one. Back to the original line. Now it's a third down and ten. But BYU has excelled on third, la- uh, third down. And third and longs have been good for BYU tonight. And Jaron Hall has been, I think, especially responsible for some of those third and long conversions tonight. Quarterback run can be a cheat code when used properly and judiciously. Obviously, you always have to weigh the health of your leader and, and one of your best players in Jaron Hall. As they, It looks like the Cougars are going to let with a one-second differential between the play clock and the game clock looks like the Cougars are going to let this wind down and get into the fourth quarter. But, as I was saying, quarterback run can be a cheat code in that it puts pressure on the defense and it can really it, it, it increases your margin of error. You don't feel like you always have to be perfect on third down, and that has been on full display tonight with Jaron Hall. That's the end of the third quarter. 24-24 the score. We were tied at halftime. We're tied after three. BYU facing a third and ten when we come back. BYU's converted tonight on 3rd and 10 and 3rd and 13. We'll see if they can convert on 3rd and long once again. BYU 6 for 10 on 3rd downs tonight. They'll have a 3rd down and a big one when we start the 4th quarter next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.